This is where you live? Um... Lucas. I'm Elise. Princess Elise. Wait, you're a princess? But today, I'm a pirate. <laughs> and you'll be good at this. Welcome to the Bad Princess Movie Podcast. This is the podcast that seeks to catalog all of the terrible movies about princesses and princesses-to-be. I am Christy, and I am here with my friend and co-host Bree. Hello! And we are here today to talk about Swan Princess 6. Yes, we are returning once more to the Swan Princess franchise. <sighs> we sure are. I, I think we had to, like, step away for a bit. Just to, you know, it's sort of like when you have smelt a plethora of smells and you need to <laughs> refresh your nasal cavities. Give those olfactory sensors a, a break. Yeah, we had to had to give ourselves a little Swamp Princess reprieve, but now we are we are back. And oh uh, my god, yeah. So again, this is the the sixth entrant in the Swamp Princess series, and this is the third one to be done in CGI. Now. So I was genuinely excited to to return to the Swan Princess. Um, Swan Princess Five was absolutely unbelievably buck wild. Mm-hmm. Um, Swan Princess Four, the Christmas one, was also uh, just bonkers. So I was really excited to get back into Swan Princess Land, and I will admit, this one was uh, not as good really not as good as the other two we watched before yeah it that's kind of my general thoughts too i actually i i remember i even warned you about this one a little while ago that i had found it uh, a little dull when i had first watched it it's kind of it's kind of boring which is not what i expected yeah from a swan princess sequel based on how we'd been going before I, I I definitely, I enjoyed it a bit more this time around. And I don't know whether it has just, it, it's been a while since I watched it. I, I was maybe in a better mood when I, yeah, when I saw it this last time. But yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's so hard to top five. Five is just so much. And this one it, is just... It, it's almost just so average, you yeah. know? It it doesn't quite cross the line of so bad it's good. Yeah, it's just sort of, this is fine. Mm-hmm. This, except, it was just, yeah, it was just sort of, meh. I found myself just kind of, whereas five was so wild that I was like, what is happening? What's coming next? Why are these giant squirrels... I, like how why what yeah whereas this one i'm just like what is happening what's the plot what's going on but not in like an intrigue way in just sort of a i'm bored and confused kind of way <laughs> yeah yeah it's not it, it it doesn't again it doesn't get to the same levels as swan princess 5 there's, it is there's definitely a chunk near like <laughs> 
three quarters into the movie where my notes specifically say this is the swan princess bullshit I was hoping for. (laughs) But for the most part, the movie is just like, meh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's definitely a reason why this one doesn't come up much in discussion. Like, <laughs> I think Swan Princess Christmas and the the last one we looked at, Swan Princess 5, those ones are the big ones that draw people's attention, I think. Obviously, Swan Princess Christmas, it's just the, <laughs> just both just the the confusion around, wait, a, a Christmas movie? And also Rothbart returning and that whole business. Yeah. And then, like you said, from the last movie, the fucking prophecy of Odette being evil and also these these ninja society of squirrels and 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 like the power of the cloud of darkness yeah trying to kill Derek and everybody yeah Yeah, that was great this one is almost like this is what I would expect from a direct to DVD sequel you know yeah yeah actually that is more or less how this one how this one feels Mm mm-hmm it just sort of feels sort of, eh. It's like Swan Princess 6. The Swan Princess is barely in this one. <laughs> that she, they do make sure to include her on the DVD cover. Oh, good. Despite, despite Odette not really being in the movie for any longer than maybe a generous five minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, she's on screen for like a whole five minutes. Yeah. Over the course of the film. She shows up on the DVD cover. She still gets top billing. Yep. Yeah. The only time you see a swan is like the front of a boat looks like a swan. <laughs> and that's it. That's the only swan in the film. They they still, yeah, they carry on the whole thing of decorating the entire kingdom with <laughs> depictions of Odette's uh, cursed form. Yeah. As a delightful reminder. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny because I I can remember showing this to my my bad princess movie viewing group years ago and and even they found it kind of dull but we all sort of we all sort of just grit our teeth and and bared it because we knew we <laughs> reared this for the long haul we gotta we gotta see what happens next in the Swan Princess franchise and. Sometimes you get a dud, and then sometimes you get the most wonderful film that has ever graced your eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, like, I wasn't impressed with this one, but I'm still excited for the other ones. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that this is probably a low point, mm-hmm. in that it's just kind of boring, and that it it has ways to go up from here. Yeah, exactly, and... And, and as kind of mentioned it's in our previous entrance too, the Swan Princess sequels, from this point on, they require you to watch them in order. So <laughs> it has continuity. There was does. continuity in this film. There is so much continuity in this film and in future films that if you do not watch this one, you are not going to know what the hell's <sighs> going on in the other films. So as as unfortunately somewhat dull as this one is, we had to take a look for the podcast. <laughs> Otherwise, you're, you're not going to understand who the hell are these characters that have shown up. <laughs> it had to be done. 
I had you have to understand the deep lore of the Swan Princess. The yes, like the legitimately deep and confusing lore <laughs> of the Swan Princess movies. It's amazing. Oh, great. I'm still waiting for somebody to do like a big deep dive on the Swan Princess franchise. Oh, just someone do some video essays on yeah. on <laughs> Please someone out there Please, somebody, I just, I don't have the time in my day to make these video essays, nor do I have the intelligence or vocabulary, <laughs> but I would absolutely love to see somebody else oh. go through this franchise with a, a fine-tooth comb. Yes. And just, oh, that's the dream. N enough faffing about, uh, mm. Sh Christy, will you explain the plot of this one to us? In so much as there is one. I would be more than happy to. So with that, let us go through the near ludicrous speed summary of Swad Princess 6, Princess Tomorrow, Pirate Today. <laughs> Our film begins and we are reintroduced to Elise, Derek and Odette's daughter, who is waving goodbye as her parents ride off in a carriage. Derek and Odette have decided to spend the entire summer helping the peasantry, so they entrust care of Elise to Uberta and Lord Rogers. Unfortunately, Uberta and Rogers clash over how Elise should spend her summer. Rogers wants Elise to learn the ropes, literally, in his sailing summer school, while Uberta has enlisted Elise into what she calls Princess Boot Camp. She devil. Thief! Says the man who wants to turn my granddaughter into a pirate. A pirate? Me? Let Princess Bootcamp begin. <gasps> Wanting to be a modern princess, Elise has no interest in learning how to curtsy or drink tea. Against Uberta's orders, Lord Rogers and Elise sneak away from the castle and board a ship sailing off for what they thought would be six weeks of uninterrupted sailing school. Things soon take a turn, as foul weather ends up shipwrecking Elise and Lord Rogers on an island populated by savage goblin-like creatures called bogs, who are desperate for meat as they have eaten all the other animals on the island. All animals except for one, a boy named Lucas who also lives on the island and has so far managed to avoid detection by the bogs. Lord Rogers and Elise are separated, and Lord Rogers is taken captive by the Bogs. Stalling for time, Rogers manages to convince the Bogs to professionally prepare him for consumption. To do this, Rogers stages a cooking competition, judged by him, with the winning team being rewarded the pleasure of eating him. Look, Pigbelly, you will call me chef throughout the competition. Competition? Precisely. I'm splitting you up into two groups. The team that turns me into the most savory dish... ...wins. Meanwhile, guided by the spirit of Scully, the dead flying squirrel from the previous film, Elise meets Lucas. Lucas helps Elise plan her and Roger's escape from the island, and they two begin building a makeshift raft. While doing so, Lucas explains how he came to the island. 
He used to live in Elise's kingdom, but ran away when he overheard his mother and father deciding to place him in an orphanage. So, we're agreed then? It is for the best, isn't it? Yes. Tomorrow, you can take him to the orphanage. Believing his parents didn't love him, he ran away and ended up shipwrecked on the island. Elise tries to convince Lucas to escape with them, but Lucas refuses, believing that life on the island is better than returning home to his parents. Elise and Lucas are interrupted by the sight of smoke coming from the other side of the island. The Boggs' patience has worn thin, and Lord Rogers has been placed on a spit over top of a fire. Elise disguises herself as a bog and manages to free Rogers, and they rush to the shoreline where their escape raft awaits. Before reaching the raft, Lucas bids them farewell, and he runs off into the forest. Unfortunately, it turns out that the Boggs had found their raft, burned it to a crisp, and now have Elise and Rogers cornered. Just when things look their bleakest, Puffin and a team of Scullions arrive, having set sail after Elise and Lord Rogers soon after they escape from Uberta. A fight breaks out, but the Scullions manage to gain the upper hand. They're just about to ship off with Elise and Rogers in tow when the leader of the bog sneaks up and captures Elise. Before she can be eaten, Lucas intervenes, saving Elise while at the same time revealing his presence on the island to the bogs. His cover blown, Lucas reluctantly joins Elise and Rogers on their boat. They successfully escape the island, leaving the bogs to their own devices. The film is not over, however, as once they return to the mainland, Lucas runs off. Elise takes chase, using the survivor skills she picked up from her stay on the island to follow Lucas. Meanwhile, Scully appears to Derek and Odette, telling them of Elise's plight. Following Scully's instructions, Derek and Odette come across Lucas's family in the forest, just in time for Lucas and Elise to overhear the real story of Lucas's parents wanting to send him to an orphanage. We've always been very poor. People are slow to give my husband a chance, but he can do anything. So we thought, we thought it best that he go to an orphanage. But to him, he, he must have thought we didn't love him before we had time to explain. He was gone. Lucas is overjoyed to hear this and happily reveals himself to his parents. They embrace, and the film ends with both families happily reunited. The end, I guess. The, the end. Oh my god. There's There's a lot of bullshit what gets glossed over there. Um <laughs> You st well, you started the the light speed uh mm -hmm. near ludicrous speed summary with it opening with Elise. It doesn't open with Elise. It opens on the island with a song from the little yes. troll bogs and yes, showing so that Lucas is living there. Um, I That's good that you cut that because it's literally nothing. But it also, like, it's like, here's the plot of the movie. Now let's just go look at bullshit for 20 minutes. And it's just... <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, 
cool, I guess. Something that I find with some of these movies is that through the process of summarizing them, they almost get made into more confident films. (laughs) Confident films, yeah. (laughs) Um... And actually, oh. the, the the last one we covered, the Princess and the Dragon, that's what I felt <laughs> like the su- like the summary to that <laughs> makes it seem so like all right, this seems like you know it, it, it's a kind of basic movie, but yeah, it's there, and it's you don't get a good idea of all of the fucking nonsense that just like I gotta cut this out because otherwise this is gonna be a fucking ten minute long summary and nothing really amounts yeah. to anything. <laughs> It cuts. It cuts out all of the bullshit that makes you hold your face and go, "What the?" F-? Yeah, there's what? there's an extended, like you said, it it actually opens with Lucas is on the island, and the the big thing is that the Bogs don't know he's there. So Lucas, because he like he's just kind of a crafty little kid who, because his family has, uh, is is does not have a lot of money. They've lived a lot of their time outdoors. So he is very, he's got a lot of survival skills. He knows how to live in a forest. And we see him basically being able to sneak around and he has managed to elude the bog so far, thanks in part to him convincing them (laughs) that he is a ghost. Like he's just the ghosts of the various animals that the bogs have driven to extinction on the island because they literally ate everything. Which begs the question, what are they eating now? And how are they still alive? But, you know, whatever, I guess. Maybe they don't, maybe they're not, maybe they're immortal creatures that aren't, don't need food, but are hungry. Which is more horrific, I think. But... Or maybe maybe they are omnivores, but they just have a preference for meat, and they're just being like little like whiny babies because they just don't <laughs> want to eat vegetation. <laughs> they just don't want to eat their vegetables. But he so this kid convinces them he's a ghost by rolling a leaf into a megaphone and using that to throw his voice and make animal sounds. So they convince him that there's a sheep in the distance. That's not how megaphones work, but you know, yeah. whatever. It's fine. Don't worry about yeah. it. That's a shit that's a bunch of trolls running around. There's wor- there's weirder things in this film. And they do that a few times too, the weird megaphone thing where they use it to project a voice into the distance. So it's not just like a one-off thing that yeah. you have to accept that they did. It is a, something that you have to try and sustain your sense of disbelief about. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, it would maybe that would make sense to a kid. That yeah. You know, that's fine. I feel like I've spent several years working on children's animated TV shows. And a lot of times in this film, I was looking at it and I'm like, yeah, that's children's TV logic. There's just something about it that is like, we're just going to hand wave this whole thing. We're just going to, I could, I could almost see the storyboards in my eye. Yeah. That, that the animators were working off of and the script. Because it just felt really like this is an episode of a kid's TV show done on a budget and a very short timeline. Mm, yeah. Which is a weird feeling. But if anyone else out there has worked for several years in children's TV, I have a feeling they'll know what I'm talking about. 
makes makes sense. There's definitely a few things that I noticed that it felt like this was I, I don't want to say a first pass, but it felt like there could have been at least one more take on the script. Like yeah. this is kind of jumping ahead to the very end of the film, but <laughs> uh-huh. with the, with Derek and Odette, they kind of, so their whole thing is that they're off helping the peasantry. Oh my and god. we also get some random scenes of Lucas's parents trying to find Lucas. They're going door to door to knock, uh, you know, try and see if people have seen him. And so you would kind of think that the most plausible thing to happen would be that while Lucas's parents are going around, they just, you know, they run into Derek and Odette. Yeah. Like, that seems like a very simple, like, you have A and you have B, and here's the result of that. Here's where we get to point C. Derek and Odette are helping people. Here's people who need help. And yeah. they help uh, these people by f- helping them to reunite with their son. Instead, we have a just this weirdness with Scully, who <laughs> is just back as a horse ghost. <laughs> okay, okay, but to I, I've just hit my microphone. I was so enthusiastic about this point. I do <laughs> love Scully, the Scully, the uh, the plot ghost. It's the fucking it's great. weird plot ghost squirrel that just shows up and is like, okay, the plot needs to happen. I'm a ghost. I'm going to make this happen <laughs> he's now. Like, he's like, he's got this script and it yeah, he's, he's, he's come down. Like, like, fuck, okay. Um, how are we going to finish this? Uh, Scully does it. Yeah, Scully's yes. a ghost and he can go anywhere and he's going to do it. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, don't worry about so it. So Scully, Scully just shows up and he's like, hey, Derek Odette, um, you gotta go uh, this way. Go on this path. And Derek and Odette are like, why? And he's like, there's no time. You just have to go do it. You just, just um, do it. Do it. And he does He does the same thing with Elise. Elise is trying to chase Lucas. And Scully's just like, Elise, you gotta go this way to get Lucas. And, and she's like, but that's the totally different direction than he was heading. He's like, again, no time. Just fucking do it. Trust me. I'm a ghost. I, I, I have the script in my hand. Yeah. Just trust me. Just do it. And and of course, by by following his instructions exactly, he he's able to, like a puppet master, manufacture this scenario where Lucas's parents just so happened to mention the whole, you know, orphanage thing and explain everything while Lucas is in earshot and everything ends up all happy, happy. Yay. However. Mm-hmm. I'm... The ending made me so mad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fucking. Okay. So Odette and Derek are in their fancy ass carriage being fancy ass royalty. And they come across these clearly these two destitute parents going on their like broken down, busted wagon. And Odette Mm. has to like take a shot at it. Like she's just like. Oh, that's a lovely wagon. And I'm like, Odette, they're poor. That yeah. man is clearly disabled in, in sitting in the front seat because he's got like an injury to his arm and he can't move it. It's like, mm. Odette, what the fuck? And then they reunite. They're telling them like, we don't have any money. We were going to give our son up to an 
orphanage because we don't have money to to help to like raise him we're so poor because my husband can't work because he has a disability and then they reunite and it's like okay so that problem's not solved you're not gonna like (laughs) it's it's great that they're back together and he knows that his parents love him so you're just gonna go your separate fucking ways now and let them go and be like go back to like living in such poverty that they have to give away their son Odette Derek can you do can you give him a job (laughs) anything it's such a weird scene I hate it (laughs) I hate it so much I'm so mad it's so awkward because I like I think what they're what they're trying to go (sighs) for is that Scully has just told them to go do this and make conversation, and Odette can't think of a way to start a conversation, so she has to comment on the first thing she sees, which is the wagon, and then Derek tries to cover for her stupid ass by being like, oh, um, actually, she by, the, by saying it's lovely, she actually means sturdy, I think it was. That's such a lovely wagon. By lovely, she means... Well, uh, sturdy. Oh, oh, that's right. My family always says lovely when they mean sturdy. Yeah, sturdy. And then she's like, yeah, um, my family always says lovely when they mean sturdy. And I'm like, Odette, what the fuck is wrong with you? It just comes across as so awkward and patronizing. And it's so unnecessary because you know what the conversation could have been is... So they this their their carriages pull up beside each other and they're just like, "Hey, how are you doing?" Yeah, what Who brings you out here? Yeah, because it's late at night, you know. Like it, it's just like I say this as a socially awkward ass person, but like there's other ways to start a conversation than just like starting to comment on like, <laughs> "Wow, you look poor." <laughs> yeah, fuck off, Odette. Uh. Yeah. But then I also, I had this problem, I think, in, um, maybe not in five, but definitely in four, where Odette's like, I'm gonna go help the orphans and the poor. And I'm like, you're a princess. You have the power in this kingdom. You could yeah. do something for the infrastructure and the goodness, the welfare of your people at a, at a governmental level, ma'am. Other than going to the poor children and making them a pie or whatever the fuck. Ah. It, it's so... We we see the examples of Derek and, Ojet, and Odette helping the peasantry. And it, it oh, it's always... Something stupid. Around. Yeah, it's in this one, they're helping them to make a, a suspension bridge. A, a rickety ass bridge across a chasm. Yeah, like, it cool. does not look secure. But, like, it's it's supposed to, you know, like, all the peasantry are, of course, oh, thank you so much, this will help us, because now we can get to the market so much faster, and, and yada yada, Ugh. and it's just like, okay, but... Like, that's helpful, you're... don't get me yeah. wrong, that's helpful, but also your royalty. Your you, royalty. You could have, instead of personally helping to build this shit, which... To be honest, I don't think I would fucking trust Derek and Odette to build a goddamn <laughs> no! bridge. Oh, they could have made jobs. They could have paid people. They could have made like an actual bridge instead of a rickety ass rope bridge with wood and ropes across a chasm. 
Yeah, it's just, it's, it's like, I, I, I guess it, maybe it's kind of like what you said, it's the little kid logic, where little kids oh. aren't going to understand, be, you know, having, being a government and funding I guess. programs. So they got to do like, no, no, we have to make kids understand that Derek and Odette are so nice. And, and the best way to do that is to show them directly helping people. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm getting a little too deep into a show that's meant for six-year-olds, but it's, still. I mean, here's the, th- here's the thing. Is <laughs> I, I think it is absolutely worth bringing up because mm. this, like this, I don't think the franchise, I, well, I say franchise, I, I should rather say I don't think the first movie is one that was made expressly for little kids. I think yeah, the first movie... It's obviously not super adult, but it does a good job of being entertaining to adults as well. And the biggest thing about the Swan Princess sequels is that they are definitely becoming more and more kid-friendly, and they are now really only entertaining to adults. Only for kids and adults like us who are here to <laughs> yeah. be fucking assholes and that's, dunk on this. That's true. That's fair. It's it's the whole Land Before Time thing where you've got mm. like a really good first movie and then the rest of the movies are like, this is made for four-year-olds. Don't, you don't have yeah. to, don't look at this. It's fine. Don't look. Yeah, it's... Oh God, Land Before Time. That one, that one especially, <laughs> because that first movie has its fucking moments of oh God, shit. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's Don Bluth for you, I guess. Yeah, but... that's yeah, early Don Bluth. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Anyway, we sort of skipped to the ending because I got we got real passionate about. Well, I got real passionate about <laughs> yelling them. about how I hate. <laughs> the royalty in this these films because yeah. they're just terrible useless completely completely understandable uh, <laughs> but yeah we we could jump back to uh, was there anything more we wanted to say about I that mean, initial oh 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 with uh lucas on the island no yeah no no okay. he's he's I just think... on the island i like the design of the bogs i think they're fun little little gremlins i like them yeah they're almost like I think I'm thinking of. They're like, what's like the? Oh fuck! What are they? They're not like armadillos, but they're similar. Oh, yeah. No, they yeah, they're like armadillo. They're like rocky lizard armadillos. Yeah, they they are definitely a fun little creature. Um. I, I, if anything else, I just want to highlight the opening song of the film, <laughs> which is the Bogs singing about how they want meat, um, where it's just them singing about how they're responsible for eating all of the animals on the island into extinction. And the song culminates in them singing about how humans are the most delicious thing of all, and they can't wait until they can eat another human. No more meat, all extinct, look what we've done. Used to eat fleshy trees, now we have none. Cockledoos are all through, no more moo-moos. Can't get by losing my I just, I love this so much because this is the opening song of this film. And yep. it's all about decimating the environment and also 
eating really people. Eat humans. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I love it. <laughs> oh, and then they cut over to Odette and Derek leaving their daughter for the mm-hmm. summer. And it's like, Rogers is like, we're going to do sailing school. And Yoberta's like, we're going to do princess school. And then it's 20 minutes of them going back and forth being like, no, I'm going to do my idea. My idea is better. Mm-hmm. And it's Which, boring. <laughs> it's, I do like how Rogers, I, I guess this is the Swan Princess universe where Rogers, even though he has no... He, he does not have authority on the same level as you no. who is the freaking queen. Yeah. And yet she very politely does not decide to send him to the gallows yeah. for trying to, like, go against her. Well, Christy, aren't they in love? Isn't that your shit? It, okay, here's, here's the thing, <laughs> is that I, I, they are not... They might still be secretly in love in this film, but if you remember, at the end of Swan Princess 5, they were like, they had declared their love for each other, and they were potentially going to get married, but then they started fighting, and then Uberta, like, called it off, and then that's when the film fucking ended, breaking my goddamn heart, and, and two... I up until at least Swan Princess Nine, they have not gone back to fucking together, and so oh. it's just I I'm I sorry, see this. Christy. Thank you for bringing up old wounds, Brie. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's I just oh. I'm so mad. They're just there's still yeah, hope. They're still making sequels, Christy. You never know. <sighs> Your ship <sighs> may still sail. God, Just like so. how Rogers kidnaps El- <gasps> Elise and they go yeah. on a boat. Which is, Yay. there's, like you said, there's this whole, like, 20 minutes or so of Uberta and Rogers fighting. And then Rogers uh, uh, conspires with uh, Jean-Bob and Speed, so two of Odette's animal friends. So to- I guess it's established that Speed... Speed, Jean-Bob, and Puffin can just talk. Yes, right? yes, yes. Okay. That's just that's just a thing. That's that... just a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I thought... I feel like we discussed it in probably one of the the earlier films about how I... Yeah. We, we were unclear as to which animals could talk and or if it was just Odette that could hear them or what have you, but I guess they can just talk because Uberta and Rogers have full-on conversations with these animals. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. I think it, it was ambiguous for a while, and especially because you had characters like Number 9, the cat from uh, yeah. Swan Princess 4, who was either could either not be understood by Derek and Odette or who was just choosing not to speak to them. Yeah. Um, but yes, they, so, uh, Jean-Bob and Speed are with Lord Rogers and they perform this heist to break Elise out. Uh, if you noticed, I like did not mention these fuckers in the summary at all because they kind of don't. They're useless. Too much. Yeah. I mean, they're, just sort of there because they want their mascot characters there. Yeah. Because they don't have a swan anymore. They they really don't 
know what to do with Odette's animal friends. You know, especially because I think previously they were very much the kid-friendly characters, but now that we have Elise and Elise is has kind of taken over as the kid-friendly character who not only is just kind of a better character, she just has a lot more potential for stories than the animal sidekicks. Like, what what can you do? You can't really make a movie around Jean-Bob. Nor should you ever. Nor should you terrible. because he sucks, yeah. I hate him. Um, fucking Jean-Bob. But this Annoying. is something that you'll definitely see for the remain remaining films in the franchise is that for the most part, I am probably never going to mention yeah. <laughs> Odette's animal friends in the summary because they kind of just show up as cameos at this point. They're there because they have to be there. Yeah. And, and they also replaced them with like, not replaced them, but they added in the scullions, which mm-hmm. are just baseline better and more fun. Like, I got a genuine little hit of like, oh, the fucking squirrels when I saw them uh, in yeah. the film. I was like, oh, they're here. The, the squirrels are here. Oh, boy. And like, the main squirrel of the guard is like the really, the really snarky one with the eye patch. I'm like, yeah, yeah, there he is. You're, I'm you're so happy. Yeah, my favorite character right there. It's it's so funny that Odette's animal friends who have been in this franchise for at this point six movies, I don't really give a shit about them anymore. No. But these, yeah, the Scullions, I'm just like, oh please God, yes, these are the <laughs> fuck best. Yes, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, get those squirrels in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do I really love how it appears that Uberta has replaced the human <laughs> guards. <laughs> All of the their scullions. guards are squirrels now. <laughs> Yeah, there's. I I don't know oh. where the hell the human guards went. I know they existed. They were there in previous films, but now just the Scullions are running castle oh. security along with Puffin, Odette's third animal friend. Oh, it's good, but uh, apparently it's it's terrible because apparently they've you know fired all of the humans. <laughs> I hate the squirrels instead. Gave the jobs to squirrels, which are I don't, which up until that point had been living you know perfectly fine lives in a forest and didn't need jobs to sustain themselves, unlike the peasantry or whoever they were employing beforehand. Oh my god! All the people they laid off. All the people they laid off, um, who now don't have jobs. <laughs> That's why Derek and Odette spent the summer helping people because they knew they had to quell the masses, otherwise they might have an uprising on their hands. <laughs> uh, I, do, but, uh, I do love. I do I love do the scullions. Love... Is the thing. <laughs> yeah, and I I love how the previous film these scullions completely took over the castle and. Now they are the ones protecting it, which is kind yeah. of makes sense in a weird way. It's like, all right, yeah. um, y- you know, clearly the human guards, I guess they couldn't, they couldn't face the uh... <laughs> humiliation. Yeah, they couldn't handle it. So get the scullions in here instead, I guess. Mm-hmm. Although this this kind of proves that maybe the scullions are also easily undone because it just took Lord Rogers a turtle and a frog to <laughs> basically kidnap the the crown princess. 
Yeah. I don't think like they she... have enough scullions is the thing. Yeah. She did go willingly to be to be clear. Yeah, this wasn't it's not like... like she was struggling. Yeah. Rogers was like, we're going to have an adventure. And she's like, okay. She's like, get, get your pink, get your pink camo on, princess. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Uh. Elise, doesn't, <laughs> Elise wants to be, she, she literally says she wants to be a modern princess. And then Lord Rogers, for some reason, gives her pink camo to sneak out of the castle with. It's, yeah, it's fine. It's just, I don't know, I kind of love it. I love Ugh, it's so the disconnect. Also, okay, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. There's no pirates in this movie. Fuck there's, no. There's nothing piratey about anything. There's yeah. They get on this boat and this little girl is like, fuck yeah, I'm a pirate. Yeah, I'm a pirate now. I'm a pirate today. Princess later, I'm a pirate. And it's like, she you don't, don't. There's a whole song. There's a whole song about it. There's no pirates, and they immediately get shipwrecked, and there's nothing to do with pirates. No. But the, the this... whole song is like, pirate today, princess tomorrow, and you're like, oh, title drop. There's going to be something about pirates in this film. No. She yeah. just likes pirates for a little while while she's on the ship. Yeah, this, I, I, I made some notes about this too, because... Like you said, this title, like, where are the fucking pirates? This, for a movie with this name, <laughs> and with this setup, because there was even stuff with, um, like, Lord Rogers, a, a big part of why Uberta doesn't want Rogers to teach Elise this sailing stuff is because she thinks that this will lead uh, Elise to becoming a pirate. And there's, there's even this fun kind of gag where Rogers, as he's trying to stop Uberta from taking Elise into the princess boot camp, he... He, like, uh, steps on, like, I think it was, like, a megaphone or something, so that he's now walking like he's got a pig leg. Yeah. He, he like, tries to use, like, a, a like, a, a hook on a, I, there's a fucking term for this weapon, but, like, it's got a hook on the end, and it breaks, and so he's got, like, the hook, and so he just, as he's going, he looks more and more like a pirate, and it just proves to Uberta, like, you know, yeah, no, this is just pirate bullshit, um. My my granddaughter would be a princess, not a pirate. So there's that whole setup, and you would think that the the villains <sighs> of this film is that you could even have them still get shipwrecked on the island, but maybe there's a, a group of pirates who also got shipwrecked, and the pirates are the villains, and maybe there's treasure on the island they're trying to get, or maybe they find out that Elise oh, is a princess. There's treasure on the island. They get it. They find it. They bring uh, Lucas back with the treasure, and then his family's no longer <gasps> poor. Fuck! Boom! <laughs> damn it! Big brain! <laughs> damn God damn it! Why can't we be the once, script doctors? Once again, <laughs> once again, we've uh, made we've a better movie. It. We've solved damn it. it. God damn it. Shit. <sighs> Richard Rich? Richard Rich? <laughs> we're waiting. Remake? We're we waiting on your this? phone call, Mr. Rich. This, damn it. I'm kind of mad now. That would have been so fucking brilliant. Why didn't they do this? God oh. damn 
damn it. And yeah, and you could have had like this this film this needed a moment where Elise learns that oh actually pirates can be kind of huge jerks and maybe it's not maybe you know like there needs to be a moment of her finding out that actually I'm I am a princess but I'm going to be a modern princess you know whatever she wants to call it and then she kicks the pirates butts and then everybody's happy damn it and even even so Maybe they get the, the, the treasure, and then she has a moment at the end where she's like, yeah, we, we got the treasure, but a, a good person and a good pirate would, or a good whatever princess would give this treasure to those who need it, and then gives mm -hmm. it to the, and then the, a lesson is learned. No lessons yeah. are learned in this movie. No, no. Not, there's not even a good moral for the kids. No. There's nothing. I... Literally, there's nothing. <laughs> No, I guess the more other than you could run away and live on an island for a while, and it's pretty fun, and then yeah. you come back, and there's no consequences. The the because the whole it looks like they're angling for like because Lucas is like my parents didn't want me. They were they were bad parents because they didn't love me and they didn't want me. Mm -hmm. And then Elise is like, no, parents are great. Parents will always do what's right for you. And I'm like, so the moral is parents are always good and right. Yeah. Which is, newsflash, a bad moral. Because a lot of parents are good. But there's some parents out there that, you know, all people are human beings. They're fallible. Mm -hmm. And some people are not great parents. And that's just the fact of life but the moral of the story i guess is that your parents love you uh, uh mm -hmm. and are always doing what's best for you no matter what and yeah it's just sort of weak it doesn't work it is it is very awkward to it's have weird. elise who i coming from what? like literal royalty with parents who have never struggled to, to provide for yeah. her be like um actually uh i know everything and I know yeah. that, yeah, I know your situation. And I'm yeah, right. it it is very, it's weird for her to, like, I, it kind of almost makes you wish that Lucas's parents weren't, you know, that there wasn't that misunderstanding. That, oh, they actually, they are good parents. It was just this whole misunderstanding. Yeah. It makes you want them to actually be kind of assholes just to, like, for that to be the lesson, maybe, that, you know what, like, sometimes, yeah, there are shitty parents out there, and it's yeah. an unfortunate thing, and... Could have had some kind of subplot about a pair of good parents that were out there who really wanted uh someone to raise, and then it could have been, like, family is the family that loves you and takes care of you, instead of, yeah. your parents are always right. Yeah, which, especially because Elise is adopted. Yeah! It like, <laughs> yeah! It feels like something that they really could have highlighted in this. Yeah. Oh. Well, now that we've written a better movie in two different ways. <laughs> someone Can call up Mr. Rich. Richard Rich. Richard Rich. Uh... My, my services are available. God, that'd be oh fuck! I'd still see. The problem is, is that I still haven't seen Swan Princess Ten because <laughs> of our friend Steve, Steve, who who has trapped me 
into this agreement where I can't watch Swan Princess 10 unless he is Steve. present. Steve. Steve. We're getting, fuck. everyone's getting vaccinated now, Steve. You're not going to have no. an excuse soon. We're fucking coming for you, Steve. <laughs> I, you know what? I was, I was thinking about this the other day because this is, this is only Swan Princess 6. So we obviously have a bunch more to get through before we get to 10. And I, I was thinking about it like, shit, if Brie is in town for, <laughs> for Christmas, Christmas uh-huh. are like, are, are like the last like, um, like four weeks of the Swan, pr- uh, uh, are the last four weeks of the Bad Princess movie podcast for this year? Are we just going to be like, actually, it's Swan Princess time because we got to bum rush this shit so that we can get really caught up to watch Swan we Princess gotta 10. got to be ready. <laughs> got to be ready because there is Swan Princess continuity. Gotta know what's going on when we go in. Because yeah. Steve doesn't give a shit. Steve doesn't care, but Steve's he, gonna be there. He is. I, sw- I swear Get ready, to God, Steve. If that, if that fucker <laughs> after at this point, it, it will have been over a year. Because oh. the Swan Princess, Swan Princess 10 was released in August of last year. And I know this because of, it <laughs> fucking traumatized me to not be able to watch it immediately. So it's burned oh. into my memory now. Thanks, Steve. I swear to God. Oh, I punched my mic. So, so, mad. so mad that you punched your mic. I swear to God. If he tries to weasel out of this shit, I, I, like, I will find him. I was going to say friendship over, but I know that's what he wants. <laughs> so instead, I will find him and I will make sure that he watches all of the Swan Princess films. <laughs> that's your revenge. That's my revenge. Steve. Steve, we're coming for you. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Back, back um, where the Where the hell were we? Uh... Hey, why do the why do they have hover leaves on this island? Oh fuck! Yes, <laughs> that's another thing I had to cut from the summary because <laughs> it felt like it would require so much explanation to like have to stop and, and explain I, that. I mean, theme. I guess, but also the movie doesn't explain it. No, but basically on the island there are these random plants with these large, thick leaves that are made up of like tubes and the bogs demonstrate that you could pick a leaf off and it use it as a flying skateboard because i guess the tubes shoot out air constantly it looks like they're shooting out like fire like it looks yeah like they're hoverboards they're flying hoverboards Mm. that like fly around can fly above the like through the trees it's like it's just, and it's not explained. You just see no. one of these bogs pick a leaf and then toss it down like a <laughs> hoverboard, and then he goes flying away. And you're like, "Excuse me, you just have to accept it." I, I guess. It. I guess. I mean, we're already accepting the bogs, so yeah. fuck it. I guess we'll accept these motorized yeah. flying leaves. I Why not? Honestly, I honestly wonder if. This was like a time save or a cost saving thing that they oh, were like, yeah. shit, we made this like for, we made this island model, which we are never going to use in another oh. film again. Why did we decide to do this to ourselves? We had to make all these new assets and like, shit, I don't want to have to animate this little goblin thing running through a forest. Fuck it. There, a, a leaf turns into a hoverboard. 
Done. Oh Let's go God. for lunch. Yeah. yeah, it's it was probably either like we need to flatten all of this terrain so that these these creatures can run around mm-hmm. or we find a different way. And the yeah. different way was hover leaves. Yes. I, and you which, know what? Fuck it. Yeah, sure. Like it was it probably was a, a moment of being like, okay, we can either take all this time to really choreograph things on the ground and have them all running around and really animate all those all of that all of these big crowd of fucking bogs and the kid and Rogers and all the other characters all running through this uneven jungle terrain. Or we can have one shot of a troll picking a leaf and then it turns into a <laughs> hoverboard. And then we don't have to worry about anyone's foot plants. We don't have to worry about anyone crashing into the ground, crashing into the trees, anything. They're just flying. Which is like, it's and like that's offering... brilliant. <laughs> they basically, they like, they came across a starving man and they offered him this, this sumptuous feast and how could you resist? Of course you can't. You can't. You can't. I would, no. you know what? Fuck it. Give me... <laughs> <laughs> Make all the characters and yeah. everything I work on on hoverboards. Fuck it. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Done. Everyone just has hoverboards built into their feet, so they're always hovering above the ground no matter what. I actually, when I worked on, there's a show that I worked on called Super Dino, and one of the kids, actually two of the kids did have sort of hover things, but the hover thing was still attached to a wheel in the center. So you still had to make the wheel do things, but they, at least they they could just like zip around on these cool boards. Oh, okay. It was yeah, really nice. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I I think the the one thing with the leaf hoverboard that I kind of question is uh huh the one could thing they have could well okay one of the things um but could they have used them to escape the island? I f- maybe they just don't last that long. I I wish we had seen that because I. They make such a big to-do about they need to make a raft yeah. to get off the island, but then they're also showing them flying around. And, like, they they at one point show, like, they're up pretty high in the sky, so I don't think it's, like, a height thing. But no. Yeah, maybe, like, after 30 minutes or, of flying, the leaves just fail. Yeah, that, that could be. Maybe. Hmm. But then you just take, like, a bunch of leaves so that when one stops, yeah. you just activate the next one and just chain leaves. As you fly across the ocean. <laughs> you just, so you, you uproot the plant. Yeah, you just bring the whole damn plant with you. You bring the plant and you kind of just hold it under your arm. And then anytime you start to feel yourself getting a bit low, you rip off a leaf and just like, I guess, try and like jump yeah. onto it. Yeah, okay. We figured this out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll work this into our script. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, we we should probably talk about um Lord Rogers's big oh. <laughs> his his Hell's Kitchen shit. Oh, so they made it it was like a goof on reality TV. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was like a cooking competition, Hell's Kitchen not Hell's Kitchen. What's the other one he does? Uh yeah, so it was like that. But he's like they keep, they do the thing where like in reality TV they like pull one person aside and have them talk at the camera about stuff and they would like cut to that 
<laughs> for like the different bogs having things to say about the competition. How do I feel about eating my guru? Um, surprisingly, I'm okay with it. It's like, oh, this is so unnecessary and such a weird joke. Yeah. Like, <laughs> for a, f a film that is otherwise so kiddish that yeah. they have a Hell's Kitchen parody felt very very weird i i can remember the first time that i watched this film i saw those scenes and i was legitimately worried that they were a sign that the swan princess team was becoming aware of the notoriety of their shitty sequels and <laughs> possibly possibly like pandering to the bad oh, movie fans no because it just felt it felt kind of insincere to me it, oh absolutely like what oh yeah what kid? Like, it just felt, I don't know. Like, you know, I guess there probably are some kids out there that enjoy Hell's Kitchen, I'm sure. But, I like, guess. Part, but... Are they the same kids that are going to enjoy, you know, the hoverboard leaf or, or, maybe, or the scullions? And... Maybe they were just desperately trying to throw a bone to, like, the parents that they know are going to have to be watching this with their kids. Yeah, maybe they were just maybe. like... We need one little something in there. And it's still not good or funny, but it's like, they were just like, here. Or what is more likely is that the people in charge of story went, you know what would be funny? You know what would be yeah. pretty good? Yeah, yeah. If we made it like a Hell's Kitchen thing, that'd be pretty <laughs> funny, right? And they were all like, yeah, that's pretty funny. And then that was yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? That probably is most likely because it does again. It does not really seem to fit with the general audience that no. the rest of the film is for. It, like, I'm not opposed to the scenario. Like, I do think there is some fun in Rogers is is ma Rogers managing to stall for time by convincing the little creatures that want to eat him that actually there's. I, if you prepare me in this specific way, I'm going to be so tasty, it's going to blow your minds. Like, I, I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a fair enough little, like... Yeah. A bit of business to bit give of business. Rogers. Yeah. It's the... It's the overt reality TV show thing that does not make sense in-universe. Like... Like you said, like the bits where they're talking to the cameras, like, like, it just yeah. takes me out of the film, which is, yeah. again, it's fucking ridiculous to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is, this is what, this is what takes this, me out of the film. This is what does it. The character looks into the camera and says, like, his little, <laughs> his little bullshit. That's what does it. Um, oh. But like, honestly, even if they, if they had removed those, like, I think I would have probably enjoyed it better because you could still have the parody of the cooking show without it being so like wink wink nudge nudge it's it's basically it's a nudge nudge but instead of like a gentle thing they're just yeah. fucking ramming their elbow into your side just, and you're just like, fucking i get it shut up <laughs> god <laughs> i know oh yeah and maybe that's kind of the thing is that when you have these adult humor nods in animated films they they aren't so fucking obvious. Like, there's usually, like, a bit of plausible deniability to it. Yeah. Or... Yeah. 
it was it was not it didn't fit it was really weird and it, it was just mm-hmm. yeah we, we had to see rogers's nipple it was yeah <laughs> did you notice that <laughs> oh, no. listen there's i've it's i've made a very specific joke in my notes um <laughs> That's just ch underscore rogers underscore naked dot mb and um don't worry about it if this shout out to all of my (laughs) 3d animators who had to swap in the rogers rig to the rogers underscore naked rig (laughs) (laughs) everyone who had to deal with that on the show oh my god I mostly, I, I kind of left. I feel like a weirdo for pointing out that Rogers has nipples, but I can't. I can't. Because, <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Uh-huh. In, anima- in animated films, they, like, this is a whole thing. Um, you could actually look up Disney Dan on YouTube. He has a whole video about nipples and Disney <laughs> Because... Sometimes they have them and sometimes they don't. On the male character specifically, to clarify. Oh um, yes, of course, of course. And so can't, can't show those of, can't show those lady nips. Yeah, no, no, no. Those are clearly too obscene. Only the men nipples, and only sometimes <sighs> depends. It all de- you know. There's yep. a fucking mathematical formula for it apparently. Oh my god. Um, but usually there there's like a, a choice that gets that gets made where. You have a, a male character who is undressed, or at least topless, and you have to decide, are we going to put nipples on him? Or are we just going to have a smooth no nipple? Um, <laughs> are we know, just going to anime tar- this? Yeah. Are we going to go Tarzan, or are we going to go Aladdin? Um, and oh, with yeah. Rogers, I, I almost feel like they regretted the nipple, because... <laughs> <laughs> so you see a close-up of Rogers as he's being roasted on the spit, and you can see, you just see that nipple, and he's right there, but then they cut away, and when they come back to Rogers, he has, like, he, he had vines tying him to the spit, mm-hmm. and between scenes, they moved them up so that they are now covering the nipple. <laughs> so it was kind of like... It, you, just got one, you just got one little glimpse at that Roger yeah. nip. It snuck in there. Yeah, it feels it feels like a blooper album. <laughs> Like they rendered, <laughs> they rendered the first scene, and somebody was like, "Oh, uh, that nipple's a little weird. Can, can we like cover that up?" But they're like, "Can we not have the nipple there? Can we not? I don't. I don't want to have to pay to re-render that first scene. Can we just? Can we just move the vines up before we render the next oh one? Oh my god! Can we just update the vine assets so that it just comes up a little, little farther yeah. on on Roger? Yeah, because it was like the there scenes- was. There was a detail to that nipple. (laughs) (laughs) They got got all the departments in. They got the... They got the modelers. They got the surfacers. Yeah. Everyone had to get in on... On expertly crafting Roger's nipple. Yeah, we gotta gotta get the texture just right. And Ah. it's like... They saw that first scene and and they just... Richard Richard Rich, he's just like, what have we created? What have we done? (laughs) We must we must seal this away so that no one else gets hurt. 
The designers and all the way down were like, we put all, <laughs> we put cumulatively hours into this nipple and you're telling me we have to cover it up now. <laughs> this is, I'm so proud of the texture I got on this nipple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I love it. Oh my God. This is the first, first in the Swan Princess series as far as I, I could recall. Oh. It's beautiful. Oh, my lungs hurt now. I know, I'm, I'm gonna have to decide if I'm gonna put a, a picture of that on Twitter. <laughs> Everyone deserves to see it. Listen, people put a lot of work. <laughs> it deserves to be seen. I should do like a slow zoom in on. Oh, fuck. No, there's no way to share it on the <laughs> creeper. That's the problem. <laughs> Listen, they're listening to our podcast. People gonna know what they're what they're in for. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> we'll oh. have to get people to vote on who had the best topless scene: Lord Rogers or that bird from Princess Castle. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's fair. Not... That that bird had a great set of tits. She she did. I mean, it's probably the best pair that we have. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'll have to put up a poll on Twitter. Maybe people could vote. Oh, ow! Okay. You okay? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm just checking my notes. See, seeing yeah. what else we got. Uh, oh, I love Scully the plot ghost. Uh, <laughs> he's so he's such a weird choice. He just for this shows film. up. The first time he shows up, it's just randomly to Elise, and yeah. she is surprised to see him, which sort of implies that this is the first time that she has seen him. Yeah. And the advice that he gives her is to just like start running because the the, the bogs are coming. Run. What did you say? Huh? Elise, you must run. Ah! Scully? A thousand apologies, princess. Didn't mean to scare you, but... Scully! <gasps> I never thought I'd get a chance to see you. To thank you. You saved my life. That was nothing. But you died. Obviously not. Look, I'd love to chat. For instance, someday I need a good recipe for a chocolate chip scone. But for now, you really must get moving, okay? Move along now. Go, go. Yeah. Well, and she's like, oh, it's you, Scully. I didn't think I'd ever get a chance to save you because you saved my life. Thank you so much. And he's like, oh, yeah, it was nothing. And she's like, you died. <laughs> you literally died? You though? literally perished, Scully. He he probably realized pretty quick. He was like, "Oh shit! Actually, being a ghost is fucking awesome." Actually, this kind of rules. Yeah, you did me a solid. Thank you. <laughs> God. Yeah, it's <sighs> just so weird that he just shows up randomly. It it's funny. I had kind of forgotten that he showed up in this film. Uh, because I for for those of you who follow the Twitter, um. 
the last time we covered uh when we covered swan princess five uh steve started antagonizing me on twitter <laughs> and so steve. i started i steve I ended up posting the cover to one of the later Swan Princess movies, which has Scully on the cover. Ah, uh, yes. And Bree saw that, and she, of course, I think she, you commented, like, did I just get spoiled that Scully returns? And I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck no, what have I done? I've ruined it for Bree. <laughs> and then while watching this film, I was like, oh, okay, no, he shows up in the next fucking movie okay so it wasn't that big of a spoiler that scully comes back <laughs> oh he shows up again right away yeah they don't i does not not sworn. a big deal is made of it at all no and i i could have sworn that they waited at least one movie before no. they had him come back but i i clearly remembered wrong gotta have that ghost squirrel right back in there yeah Oh. Yeah, no, that was. Other than the highlights, uh, everything in between is just sort of dull. So yeah, and yeah. what what were the highlights for you? Oh, everything with the bogs except for the weird um, cooking show thing. But every time, I don't know. I just liked the bogs. They're so weird. <laughs> These weird little gremlins, and I liked them. Everything with the scullions, because I just love those weird little squirrels. Mm -hmm. um, they they have a fun kind of subplot. Well, maybe subplot's not the right word, but they, they follow uh, Elise and Rogers on a boat, and at one point they get attacked by a kraken. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then so there's like... yeah. And they, I, the one, the one scene with them that I, I, I legitimately thought was kind of clever was they, um, so after the Kraken fight, the, their sails are destroyed and they end up, they get the idea to climb up the mast and link arms and they just let their little flying squirrel arm flappies catch the wind. And oh yeah, like, yeah. By joining together, they could steer steer the ship that way, and I, I just was a cute idea, and it made sense for like yeah. the characters. It actually like followed a kind of logic, and I was like, yeah, that that's good. I did yeah. like that, and like I I like too because they are very team oriented as like a like the the little group of. Uh, little group of squirrels so that they're able to like give orders where they're like bear left or whatever and some of the squirrels kind of tuck in their wings and then just yeah. by nature of the sail being lopsided it starts to turn it's like this makes sense i like this again yeah. this follows a logic that has been clearly established in the film yeah i don't know i just i'm i was just i felt genuine joy seeing the scullions again <laughs> yeah so i enjoyed that I enjoy and I I love their leader whose name escapes mm -hmm. me. But oh, he's look it up. I I had it earlier in my brain. It left. Oh no. Um Yeah. No. It's the Scully Scully the ghost, all the scullions, all the bogs. Basically everything except the humans in this movie was great. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't care I'm... about the humans at all. I will admit that I have a fondness for Uberta. Um, oh, of course. 
she's just kind of she's just a fun character and she is a fun i character. with the whole princess boot camp thing i think the thing that i really liked about her in that was that she she's she's not forcing elise to do it because she thinks that it's elise's duty as princess rather you get the impression that uberta legitimately genuinely loves all of this bullshit minutia about how yes. to properly curtsy and how to hold your pinky and it's just she's so excited to be able to share this with Elise and yeah it's hard like in other films you could very easily make it so that she's like the mean grandma and she's like you have this is your duty as princess suck it up nobody wants to you know that kind of attitude that yeah this is just your burden to bear but Uberta makes it so fun um, then I kind of feel bad that her plans get spoiled. Um, although it is kind of great that she, so when she discovers that Rogers and Elise have snuck off, she storms off to the stables to try and get a horse to follow them. But all of the horses have been put out to pasture. Oh so God. in response, Uberta puts a saddle on this giant pig and she rides the pig to try and catch Elise and Rogers before yeah. their ship leaves the dock. All the while, she's wearing yoga gear because yeah, she, she yoga was, is a thing. She was waking Elise up to do morning yoga, which yeah. like fuck yeah, morning yoga. As a person who does morning yoga, fuck yeah. But also, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, because she's like she's like she's like wearing a Lululemon. Yeah, she's got a Lululemon on. It's like Uberta, where'd you get that? That's it's a Uberta. Yeah, it's weird, to see her, it's weird to see her legs. Yeah. Like, she's usually always in that big, like, gown. Big puffy like, dress. Yeah. This is weird. Like, that's another thing that they spent money on, is they made a Uberta. Oh, an extra yoga. Uberta model. Yeah. CH underscore Uberta underscore yoga dot MB. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, also, so when she goes to get the horse and she's like, where are the horses? There's clearly what sounds like a scratch track being like, all of the horses are out to pasture, my lady. <laughs> it clearly sounds like someone on like the production team because they didn't have a line there. Yeah. God bless. God bless whoever you were that was like, we need a line read. It's just one line. The, yeah, they just they just hold probably one of like the storyboard artists into Something the, like that. the booth. Like, one of the editors. This. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. It was very funny. I just I just love just the sight of her on that giant giant pig. Can you imagine if you were one of the peasantry and you saw the queen? <laughs> the queen, oh, the so queen riding by on a giant hog. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like it was like I like I mean it makes a statement for sure. I don't know if I would go back to horses after that. It depends on how smooth the ride is. She does That's abandon true. the pig for a yogo stick at a certain point. Oh, Not a yogo. Pogo? A pogo. Pogo. Yeah. Yogo. <laughs> pogo stick. There we go. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I I think that about wraps up my current thoughts on on this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to trying to think if there's anything else I I have to say. I can't really think of anything for the movie itself, but do you want to take a brief moment just to acknowledge the Swan <laughs> Princess YouTube channel? Ah, yes! <laughs> oh, yes. So specifically, oh. um, 
is something that might be just fun to shine a light on is the Swan Princess YouTube channel is such a mishmash of stuff. Um, they, of course, they have clips from the various movies. They also have uh, product videos that they are trying to share, you know, showcase the, the various merch that you could pick up. Um, these videos are, s are so wonderful because they... I just, they're basically just various Swan Prince collectibles on an automated Lazy Susan oh. that is covered with like, what I can only describe as Grandma's favorite doily. Grandma's favorite doily, yes! That is, I was going to say Grandma's doily. Grandma's favorite yes. doily. Yeah. Grandma, yeah, Grandma picked that out especially for oh. these videos. Um, and you just see, you just see the collectible and it rotates around on the Lazy Susan, on this doily, in what looks to be somebody's bedroom. Yeah, it's just someone's bedroom floor. It's not like a well-lit yeah. thing. There's no proper lighting. It's just like a lamp on and a someone's- table. Yeah, and a bedside table and on someone's floor. And yeah. sometimes, mm -hmm. if you're lucky, mm -hmm. a cat will be there. <laughs> yes, the, the star of these videos is a little gray kitten who- uh, is named uh, Heinrich, and he he usually he shows up and he'll just kind of stare at the little the ro rotating item. Sometimes he will chew on it or start to play with it, and it is just it's I I fucking love it. I love that cat. Oh. I love these videos. Oh my god, I love Heinrich so much. I love that cat. He's a precious boy, and I just. Oh. The, the Swan Princess store, we've probably mentioned it before. Mm -hmm. The YouTube channel, the store, it's all just... It's so it, good to go and look at. <laughs> it's amazing because you... Oh, I, I don't know what it is, but it's stuff like the, the YouTube channel and the website kind of makes... Makes you think that the team responsible for like the marketing or at least the website and the channel are must be pretty dang small because yeah oh yeah it's, it's so hard to think about how those videos are being put out by the same people who have you know for the most part the Swan Purchase movies they look all right they look like they're not huge budget films but they're decent yeah. looking films yeah and and so when you see the videos of the weird little John Bob plush <laughs> riding Grandma's doily. Um, most of the time, you can't even see anything because the lighting is so shit that it's in shadow for the majority of the video. And it's just—I don't know—it's just—it's wonderful. Oh, I, it's I had just, to bring it up. It's just a small delight for your just, day. It's—it's it's so good. It's like I. Part of me wants to like volunteer, like somebody please, somebody please help them with this. And then at the same can time, can we I'm buy like, them no. a ring light? Anything? Yes, a ring light or like fundraiser I... to send the store a ring light for their merchandise videos. Yeah. I have, I have a little photo box that I bought myself for a hundred. Yeah, you you, you take like really nice pictures of the things you make. Yeah, you don't need to use Grandma's doily. <laughs> She probably wants that back. She was using it for her candy dish. Oh, 
It's got cat hair all over it now. Yeah, Henrik's got his little fur all over it. What have he's you done? adorable, but he's 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 a gray cat and it's a white doily. <laughs> <laughs> but I my photo box I bought that oh. on Amazon for a hundred bucks. Princess <laughs> team, come on. Oh. But yes, please, please check it out. I want to see more videos like that. Oh, God. Yeah, give their YouTube channel a bunch of hits so they, they keep yeah. making videos. Please join me in trying to make uh, Heinrich the, the breakout star of the channel. Oh, Maybe fuck if, yeah. if we all, like, like bug them enough, he'll he'll show up in a, in a movie. Oh, my God. Write him in. Come on. Come on. Put that cat in the movie. Richard Rich. Richard Rich. In our in our next script treatment, <laughs> we're adding in the cat. Oh, good. <sighs> but uh, I think the only other thing to mention maybe is to officially commemorate in podcast form that oh, yes. uh, we we have reached our one year anniversary. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Christy's been doing this to my brain for one whole year. Feels good. I can't Feels believe good. it. I can't believe it. And it's it's funny because I keep thinking about the movies that I want to show you, <laughs> and I will never I, be free. No, it's it is like I like I do wonder how long will it take to get through all of the 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 most noteworthy movies in my collection. It's fun to think about. Oh God. Well, fun for me to think about. <laughs> <laughs> but thank no, it's... you to thank you to everybody who has listened. Um, I actually the other day I got a notification that we have reached a thousand downloads. Oh on, my god! Uh, yeah, hell yeah! I'm sure that at least a hundred of those are me like listening to our own shit because I'm a fucking weirdo like that. <laughs> but that still means nine hundred other people got downloaded it. Yeah. Which, again, thank you guys Amazing. for supporting us and listening to yeah. our bullshit. Thank well, my you. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's all bullshit. It's good. It's that <laughs> it's, all it's that good bullshit. It's like my note says, this is the stupid bullshit I was looking for. And hopefully mm. this podcast is the stupid bullshit you're looking for. Thanks for coming and listening. That should, I should update, update the description. Oh. That'll be... The stupid bullshit you're hopefully looking for with the Bad Princess Movie Podcast. <laughs> Woo! 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 Oh, but yeah, no, thank you, Christy. It's been it's been a lo- it's been a fun year, and here's to here's to many more princess films. <laughs> I like how you you don't want to commit to another year. <laughs> Just no. in case, just leave it. Leave that little, leave that open. Yeah, well, I was trying to think of an appropriate amount of time for us to get through the rest of your collection, and <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't settle while. on one, so I just hit. I just hit many more movies because I know that's true. I mentioned in the last uh, the last episode, I, I talked about uh, having five IKEA DVD shelves. Um, <laughs> I, I realized the other day I miscounted. I actually have six, <laughs> so I I have uh, one and a half oh shelves full of actually good movies and 
the <laughs> rest of my shelves are full of complete other utter bullshit. So thank you. That that should hopefully give you an idea oh. of how long you're here for. Oh wow. We've maybe gotten through two like cubbies on uh, on an individual oh. shelf. Oh. We got another decade to go. Yeah. You're welcome. And by that time there'll be more. <gasps> oh yes. Oh, God. oh fuck. I can't wait to see how many Swan Princess movies we're up to. But yes, wow. sincerely, thanks to everyone who's uh, who's checked us out over the last year. This has been mm-hmm. this has been fun. Yeah, it's it been has. a great time. Fun, fun little project to do while the world was on fire, and, yeah. and it's kind of still smoldering. But it's going out it, now, though. Sort yeah, of. There's at least there's, there's for hope where we are. There's at least misguided hope that yeah. it might get better, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Don't quote we'll us on it, but you know, no, yeah, you can always hope. At least, at <laughs> least there's more Swan Princess movies to get through. There, there will always be more Swan Princess. Good, good. But uh, I think that brings it to a close for this one. Uh, if you want to check out clips from the various movies we profile, you can check us out on Twitter at Bad Princess Mov. Uh, if you have a comment or question uh, you want to send to us, feel free to email at badprincessmovies at gmail.com. And if you would like to check out the catalog of Bad Princess Movies, you could check that out at badprincessmovies.com. Yeah, check it out. Take, check it take out. A, take a wander through the archives. Mm-hmm. You, you could read up on my thoughts on Swan Princess uh, movies uh, seven to nine. If you want to get a little uh, <laughs> sneak a little peek, look, a little sneak peek, yes, a sneak a peek. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! And with that, uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks, thank you everyone. Woo! What movie are we? F- what what song are we fading out on? Uh, fuck. Maybe the meat song. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. I'm still, I'm mad that you actually put the Jester one at the end of the last episode, by the way. <laughs> What's great is that song is so fucking short that you, you can hear the it. entire song being I played. Hate, I hate it. I was hoping you would actually just put the never ending story, but you put that stupid Jester song. I had to. I, I can't believe to. you. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. And ten fleshy toes. Tender necks, tasty tummies, meaty legs, meaty, tasty.